We pick up at the bottom of uh, 96, <coughs> we had been talking about Tfilin, uh, we digress momentarily before we return to that, uh, we discussed Titit. I'm Rav Lazar. <coughs> Rav Lazar says, If you find uh, these uh, sky blue strings uh, in the marketplace, the made out of the, the special dye, if you find uh, uh, um, uh, fabric actually like that um, uh, in the market, um, it depends how it is. Uh, if it is uh, strips of it, absolute uh, that uh, we would say is not a good fill-in. We might think that uh, uh, that these things would have been uh, dyed for for some other purpose. However, chutin uh, if we find them cut up in strings, uh, then uh, they are, are defined as a good tzitzit which have been mis placed. Okay, uh, why, uh, why do we say that if they are strips, it's no good? Really, we say the person dyed them for the sake of a garment. So too with strings. So what are we talking about here? We're saying that uh, maybe uh, the person dyed them uh, that he wanted to make a cloak uh, with it. So maybe, well, you know, why wouldn't we say uh, the same thing? Uh, the Gemara answers, uh, really, they uh, are twisted. And as a result, uh, those these small little strings uh, are not usually used uh, for this, uh, this this big cloak. You don't, uh, they are, once the strings are twisted, you don't use them uh, for another purpose, like weaving them. Rama says, Shurizum Nami, even if they are twisted, uh, maybe Naima Adata the Shifta the Glimmer Afinu. Really, maybe you put them, you had the intention of putting them on the on the hem on the corner of a garment uh, and hang them hanging down uh, like little fringes off the edge of a garment. Uh, no, uh, the Gemara answers, Mufsakin. Uh, what happens is they were, were cut into small little uh, tzitzit um, shaped uh, things and and therefore, if they weren't done for tzitzit, uh, people wouldn't go to all the effort of doing it that way. So now, I'm a Rava, and Rava says about that, and now we segue back into our Tfilin discussion, uh, because we're discussing uh, this issue of Tcheret, uh, is it really true uh, that people won't make an effort uh, to make uh, this uh, Kamea, as you mentioned, one of the dangers of uh, finding these Tfilin in, if you're not sure uh, what their nature is, we talked about old Tfilin, new Tfilin, we'll discuss it momentarily, uh, but we said, if you're not sure what the Tefillin are, uh, then you must leave them. Why? Because they could be a type of amulet, a Kamea. And uh, would, would people then really go to such an effort to, to form the shape of Tefillin? A Kamea, Kamin Tefillin, uh, would, would a person do such a thing? Did none, as we learned in our Mishnah. Uh, when are you allowed to carry these Tefillin in? Be ashamed not. It's when they're old, i.e. they have been used as real Tefillin before. Aval, Bechadashot, Patur, with new ones, uh, you don't uh, bring them in, you're not allowed to bring them in. Why? Because it could be uh, that they actually are Kameas and they weren't actually made for the mitzvah. Uh, and obviously, then there's no mitzvah, then there's no, uh, you've got no right at all uh, to carry them in whatsoever. Even by wearing them, that uh, would definitely be a burden and you would be defined as carrying if uh, they are just these uh, amulet type things. 
Ama Rebizir Lahava Bray, Rebizira said to his son Ahava, uh, he says, Pok Tana Elohu, go out and teach uh, everyone uh, to to the rabbis and everyone. Hamoti Tkadet Pashuk, if you find Tkadet in the Shuk, Lushanot Pasulin, if it is these uh, strips of uh, of Tkadet, of, of then it's Pasul, Kutin, Mufsakin, Kusharin, if they are. Uh, Tzitzit shaped uh, fringes, then are kosher. The fish and adam to rach. A person not going to go to the effort of making fake um, type of t- uh, t- strings in the shape of tzitzit. A lot of effort uh, to do that. A person not going to uh, go to all that effort. Amarava. So Rava says umishum detani lahava abreid Rabbi Zaira kafe talelei because ahava Rabbi Zaira son taught it. Do we have to treat it like uh, something uh, you know a, a ring, uh, you know this uh, decorative ring? In other words, is it uh, sacrosanct what he's teaching us? No. Vatanan. We learned in our in our Mishnah abemed avrimarim biyashaynot aval bechashadot patur. In terms of uh, old tefillin, you're allowed to carry them in. With new ones, you can't because people do. Uh, go to effort and make uh, things that actually aren't uh, the real thing. They make fake things, and it's, uh, it, they'll go to that effort to do. So the, he, Rava seems to reject it. Ella, I'm a Rava. Uh, what's Rava's answer? Tarach, Velo Tarach, Tanahi. He says, actually, uh, what um, we, we say is that there is a dispute uh, about uh, people making an effort and people not making an effort. Some people say the person will go to an effort to make something fake, uh, uh, like the these uh, twin these amulets in the shape of twinning. Other people say no. Uh, when their their proof is uh, with this tzitzit, Titania, as we learned in Abraha. Hamoti uh, tefillin. If you find these tefillin, machshirin, machnisin. Sorry, zug zug. Chad ishver chad isha. We had this before. If you find tefillin in the field, you bring them in uh, one pair at a time. Whether it's a man or woman, a chad chad a short for chad, you shall not. Whether they are new or old ones. Div Rabbi Ma. That's what Rabbi Ma says. Rabbi Huda also for chad a short for madu not. Rabbi Huda says no. Uh, you're not allowed to do it uh, for new ones. Uh, he's he's doubtful. Uh, you know, in terms of it, as we. We're going to see in a second. Uh, he's doubtful whether they are are real. Uh, it says matu bishaynot. If they're old ones, you can carry them in alma. So we see marasavar Rabbi Yehuda holds tarach inish marasar savar law tarach inish. And Rabbi Meir says a person is not going to go to the effort of uh, putting these doing making fake things that look just like the real thing uh, because of the fact that it just is a waste of time. Uh, so there, surely that is the dispute. Uh, between them, and we see we have tied it to this Tanaic dispute. All right, she's a Abti Siman. We have a Siman. Okay. Now, the father of Rav Shmuel by Yitzchak taught about the following thing. What are the old ones? Really, he says that they are what's the fun is old Tfilin. Anyone, anything that's got uh, strips that are properly tied uh, in the in the Way of tefillin, uh, and it says chadashot yeshbeim rutzot v'lo mukudashot mukusharot. He says, how does he define uh, new ones? He said they've still got the straps, uh, but those straps have not been tied. Tukula alma lo tarachinish. According to this, uh, he says uh, that is really. Um, 
the uh, the disagreement uh, would 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 be uh, with new ones that aren't tied properly, uh, and uh, and and the, and uh, the question is, can you uh, you know you can't tie them on Shabbat, uh, and 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 therefore you can't put them on, and and therefore we see that uh, according to this understanding, uh, this is a um, uh, and this is the, you know the dispute between the tefillin. It's not that they they've got no uh, straps on, even the ones that have got straps on. Uh, the, the the question is, but the, the issue is whether they've been tied or not. Okay, so the Gemara says one sec. Linviu uh, mianav. So surely, why can't you? Uh, why do you have to tie them properly? And and, and the question. Oh, sorry. Uh, the issue was that the reason you can't bring them in is because uh, that we we all say that they are actually uh, proper uh, to fill in. However. It could be uh, that the reason you, you're not allowed to bring them in is because you're not allowed to tie them uh, in the manner of uh, of tefillin. Uh, tefillin have got uh, different knots. There's a knot, the dalad shaped knot at the back of your head. Uh, there's a huge shaped knot uh, on the arm tefillin, and, uh, and therefore uh, you're not allowed to tie them on Shabbat. And that is really the reason that you're not allowed to uh, bring them in. Uh, and that that's uh, that, that's what we say. So the Gemara says, "Lavenu maniv." Well, instead of making a, a, a a permanent knot, which you aren't allowed to do, kashira, uh, is one of the forbidden manachot on Shabbat. Uh, it says, why can't you uh, just tie a bow? Uh, you know, make make a bow. Uh, it says, I'm Rav Kista, so Rav Kista says about that. So to me, this, from here we learn, Aniva psula tefillin. Uh, a bow is not good enough uh, in terms of tefillin. It has to be, for tefillin to be kosher, they have to be properly knotted, uh, and you're not allowed to just do a bow. Uh, I'm sorry, a Bayer says, no, uh, I've got a different understanding. Rabbi Huda, the time, uh, Rabbi Huda goes according to his opinion, uh, which is something that uh, we uh, probably last saw, like way back in Shabbat, uh, we talked about uh, the different types of knots and what you can knot on Shabbat, uh, permanent knots and things like that. Uh, his view is, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Huda's view uh, back then was really that a knot, uh, yeah, sorry, a bow uh, is defined as a fully fledged not uh, and uh, and therefore you wouldn't even be allowed to tie uh, bows on Shabbat, uh, which is, uh, uh, I think, mainstream halakha today uh, does not go like that. Uh, for example, if you tie, especially with when it comes to single knots that can be just released with one pull of your hand, for example, if you tie your shoes, uh, you are allowed to uh, tie a bow. Uh, you're allowed to, to tie a bow when you tie your shoelaces and things like that, uh, as long as it's not like a, a double bow or a permanent bow. And you also do have to be careful uh, that you don't uh, tie tie it uh, on Shabbat and then just like kind of slip your feet out uh, and, and leave it till the next week. That would be a permanent bow, a bow that's uh, been there uh, for some time and that could be problematic. Okay, um, and now and uh, and therefore the Gemara says, well, once you, you understand this, uh, if you say that, uh, that tying a, a bow is actually the same as tying a proper knot, uh, if it wasn't the case, so, but you you know, was it really so that you could uh, tie the tefillin with a bow, you know, kind of uh, during uh, the week uh, uh, that you could maybe tie it? You're not worried about that. Would that be possible? Uh, but we challenge that. He says in the name of Rav, uh, uh, he, he said the, the knots on a tefillin, uh, he says really what happens is that 
the the uh, the part where the knot uh, comes must has to be face outwards. In other words, we have to be talking about knots. We're really talking about the the shin, the dalad and yud, all spelling out Hashem's name. The shin is obviously engraved in the top of the uh, the rosh tefillin, uh, and then the dalad's at the back of the head, uh, and and the yud, as we mentioned, is on the biceps on the arm. So uh, so surely uh, that you need proper knots, uh, and and not just a bow. And the Gemara says no. Really, what you do is you make a bow, you tie a bow, uh, but really it is in the shape of the knot. So therefore, it it still looks like a knot, but in actual face, fact, it is a bow. Okay, that uh, that uh, closes that. Uh, moving slightly on, I'm Rav Kista, I'm a Rav. Uh, Rav Kista in the name of Rav said, <laughs> um, If you buy Tvilin uh, from someone who is not a recognized uh, expert, uh, someone who you don't uh, trust uh, to, to do so, hasn't uh, be, you've got like the certification or something, uh, in other words, got to be reliable and trusted, uh, it says Borekstein uh, what you have to do is check uh, two arm twillin and one head one, or vice versa, two two head ones, two roshes and one arm one. Uh, and if all three are fine, uh, that is defined as a chazaka, uh, and uh, and we say we rely on all of his twillin. So manachshaf, the Gemara says, whichever way you look at it, uh, it is uh, a problem. If you are buying it from one person, bodek or shaloshoyad or uh, really what you have to do is surely we know uh, in general that three times is a chazaka uh, and therefore uh, you should do three arm ones or three head ones uh, and, uh, and, and, and of course otherwise we do two arm ones you haven't got a chazaka on the arms and if you do one head one or, or two head ones you still haven't got a chazaka on the head and obviously not not just one uh, and it says e, we try it. It's lots of if you buy it from two or three different people uh, every we have to check everyone uh, you can't just rely on uh, one from this guy and one from that guy uh, so whichever way uh, you look at it, it is problematic um so we say, how do we answer that? Really, you're buying it from one person. Really, what we're talking about here is uh, you, you, he needs to be an expert, uh, both with the arm one and with the head one. And uh, we see that uh, we have to check. By checking these three, uh, it seems to be enough that you, you can check him on anything. Uh, even the, the hand one and the head one uh, are, are fine just with, uh, with three. Uh, however, any uh, is that really so? Vahatani Rav Rabba Bashmul Rabba Bashmul taught but filling Bodak Shalosh Shaliad Vasharosh. You have to check three of the hand and three of the head. My love, or Shalosh Shaliad, or Shalosh Sharosh. Surely this means three of the hand and, and uh, three or all three of the head. Uh, it says, Lo, Shalosh Mehen Shaliad, Umehen Shalrosh. Really, it means you have to check three. Uh, it can be hand ones, can be head ones. Uh, we're not sure as long as we, we're not. Not particular about it as long as you uh, uh, check uh, three. Okay, uh, so so we see that it seemingly is you have to check three. It doesn't really make a difference whether it's hand or head. However, the Gemara challenges us. Uh, it says Vatani. We learned a brata. Rav Kahana. Vatani Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana taught. But filling bodak shtaim shaliad v'sharosh. You have to check uh, just two, uh, two, two. Either one hand, one head, or uh, you know, or, or two. You know, maybe that's uh, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah? Uh, and it, you know, surely that goes definitely against it. 
that we talked about three. A Hamani Rebbe. Who do we say that this goes like this is like Rebbe? Dama betrays him. Have a Chazaka Rebbe in all over Shas has the following opinion. He says that in all other time, most people say a Chazaka requires three repeated instances, and and whereas Rebbe holds that just two would suffice. We have this with Shora Muad, an ox, and and all 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 over Shas we have this different opinion of of Rebbe who says you're limited to just two. Generally, we hold three is a Chazaka, except in cases of pikuach nefesh. For example, if a a, a person loyalenu uh, uh, brothers uh, passed away at, as a result of like some kind of hemophilia at their brit milah, uh, we we don't. Uh, and and he had two brothers passing away before out of pikuach nefesh, out of doubt or safek uh, pikuach nefesh. We do not uh, let him have a bris, uh, and definitely not uh, at eight days, etc. And uh, we see so you know when it comes to that, uh, we hold uh, like Rebbe. In any case, uh, e Rebbe, however, now we examine this through the prism of Rebbe. Uh, we say, if it's Rebbe, I'm uh, a safer. What about the last reading, uh, the last thing? V'chein betzevet hasheni. And so, too, you have to uh, take the, the second uh, bundle of tefillin, v'chein betzevet hashlishi. And you also have to examine the third bundle. Those talking about buying tefillin from a person, it says you have to buy, uh, you have to check uh, different things. So why, would, according to Rebbe, uh, would you need to check uh, three times? Uh, why would you need uh, all three? Surely you just need uh, two. Uh, it says, no, Mode Rebbe Betsavatim. Rebbe would agree uh, when it comes to bundles of tefillin. Zabin. He says, because what happens is you're buying it from two or three different people, uh, and therefore uh, they're not made by the same person, and therefore you have to check it. The Gemara, you know, have to check more, you have to check three. The Gemara says, if it's for example three people you have to check until you get uh, to at least two uh, from the same person and if you checked um you know, d- different piles, they might not all, uh, they, they might not be any of them from the same person. So you have to keep on checking uh, even for a fourth, ta- fourth bundle or fifth bundle until you get uh, two that have been checked by the same person. So why did Rebbe uh, say just three? It should have been even four, even five. And Achinami says the Gemara, uh, yeah, we do agree with that. Vahai, the Katani, Shlishi, and the reason that when we taught three and not four or five, Lefuke Mechezke, says all you want to do is to take it away from the Chazaka to teach you about the Chazaka case. Uh, really it would apply uh, to a fourth or a fifth one uh, if that was applicable but really he's just teaching you uh, two as opposed to three uh, from a Chazaka perspective. All right, quoting the Mishnah, Matan Tzavim Tzavatim or Krachot. If you find them in bundles or wrapped in piles, Ma Tzavatim or Ma Krichot. What is the difference between a bundle and a pile? I'm Rav Yuda, I'm a Rav. In the name of Rav, Hain Hain Tzavatim, Hain Hain Krichot. Really, uh, you know, it's, uh, if it, uh, sometimes they're called bundles and sometimes they uh, are called uh, piles. Uh, really, the difference is Tzavatim, Zute, Zute, Zute. 
Zuvai, Zuvai, sorry, uh, the, 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 the pairs are, uh, uh, are a head and a hand uh, together. That is defined, that's called a bundle. Krikot, uh, where it is a, a pile, uh, it says, Dich Richin Tuva. They're just, they're just all uh, um, lumped up in a big pile and there's no order. It's not like head and arm, head and arm, head and arm. All right. Uh, again, uh, we quote our Mishnah Machshikalayim Umavin. It says you have to, if there are too many of them, you have to wait until dark and then you bring them in. Am I? Uh, when does this happen? La Linu Zugzug. You know, why don't you bring them in uh, one pair at a time, uh, even according to the, you know, the, uh, the Tanakama as opposed to Raman Gamliel? Uh, you can bring them in one at a time, so why don't you do that? I'm Rav Yitzhak, Rav Yehuda. The answer is, Abba explained it. My father, uh, explained it uh, to me directly. Uh, if you come and you bring them in one by one pair at a time, uh, and you would finish uh, before sunset, uh, then machnisim uh, Then you do bring them in one at a time. Vilo, uh, it's still even if you tried that, uh, you find them late in the afternoon. And even if you were, there's a lot of them. Uh, even if you were to try bring them in, you would not succeed uh, one pair at a time. You're going to have to come back there after night anyway. Uh, so the Gomorrah says, Elo, uh, if you can't do it, Machshich Alain Mavin. You have to wait for them uh, until dark. Uh, and then you uh, you have to bring them in uh, then because you're not going to have a chance. You have to do that anyway. You have to once you have to wait. You're not going to be able to finish it. So you might as well not uh, do it on Shabbat and do it rather afterwards. Okay, uh, Mishnah quotes it again. Uh, if it's dangerous, then you just cover them and you uh, you uh, go on your way. Matanya, Sakana, Molechin, Pachot Pachot, Abamot. There is another brata that teaches uh, in it, when it's dangerous, you carry them in uh, for Amot at a time. So, how do we reconcile these two? Amarav, answer is Lo Kasha. He says, Hi, Baskanat Goim, Hi, Baskanat Listim. When they are these non Jewish uh, people that are, are decreeing against you, uh, that is talking about. Um, they say uh, you're not allowed to wear tefillin under pain of death, uh, and therefore you you don't want uh, to be uh, you don't want uh, people you to be seen carrying them. It's dangerous. Put your life at danger. There's no mitzvah to to uh, you know die uh, for tefillin, and therefore as a result, um, even though we had uh, that uh, that uh, the one guy with kanfei yona, uh, we had that uh, we did uh, you know put his life at risk uh, for uh, tefillin. We did have that uh, story uh, back in Masechet um, Shabbat. Any case, um, uh, it, uh, what, what in this case, uh, the normative practice is not to to say to to put your life in danger for to fill in, uh, and uh, but but still uh, over here, you know, so that's why you just cover them and leave. Uh, where, however, uh, it's, you're worried about uh, listing, uh, you're worried about bandits. What do you do? Uh, you just uh, carry them. Um, less uh, than four cubits at a time. So you pick them up and you carry them arbamot. Uh, okay, uh, less than four amot, which is uh, on a dorata level, not uh, carrying at all. All right, Amala Baya says, hold on one sec. He says, How do you establish our Mishnah in terms of a Sakhanat Goyim? Our Mishnah must be, you know, with 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 non-Jews, because it says if you just leave them, if you, you can't, uh, it says you, you carry them if it's dangerous you just carry which is exactly what we established uh, was a case of these uh, non
non-Jews, non-Jewish authorities that have uh, banned you with tefillin. Uh, it says, well, one sec, uh, what about the, the end part? Rabbi uh, Shimon of the Mishnah, Rabbi Shimon said over there, not uh, you hand them, uh, as we said, a human chain, one to the other. Uh, it says, uh, that's really going to arouse, you know, cause a lot of commotion. If you suddenly have a human chain in the middle of things, the authorities are definitely going to, uh, that's very public uh, kind of way of doing it, and, uh, and therefore... Uh, it's going to be a very visible way of doing it and surely uh, that would put your life at a lot of danger uh, and uh, and therefore it doesn't make sense. So Gomorrah says no, chisura mixra, v'chakitani so really the Mishnah is if it is missing words and we have to interpolate the following remember when do we say uh, such a thing, v'sakhanat goim that is where you leave them and you don't worry is it where you are worried about non-Jewish authorities, aval sakhanat listim, where it's just uh, bandits and you're worried about them being stolen uh, it says uh, you carry them less uh, than four cubits at a time uh, that is the Tanakama's view however Rabbi Shimon says no uh, you hand them from your friend to the friend okay so uh, they will examine that Rabbi Shimon uh, you give them uh, this human chain to a friend and him to another Mark what are they arguing about uh, it says uh, the rabbis the Tanakama said uh, carrying as we've just amended them uh, says that carrying them less than four what is preferable uh, he says that is going to uh, cause a very it's a very public uh, scene if you suddenly uh, call all your friends together and have this long human chain from the field to the town uh, that's going to result in Shabbat being disgraced uh, more than uh, if you just carry them uh, for Amot, uh, less than for Amot at a time and uh, and that's going to be you know, so you'd rather uh, you know, so, so that's why I say carry for Amot. Uh, and other opinion says no, not uh, Adif. No, handing them to your friend uh, backwards, forwards is, is much better. Why? What's going to happen if you allow him to carry less than four Amot? Zimnin, the person is going to, uh, you know, not think about it, absent mindedly, whatever the case is, and he's going to, and the person is going to carry it for Amot in the Rishotarabim. He's going to forget, and, and therefore the danger of him actually transporting it on a Dorata level uh, is uh, is worse according to Rabbi Shimon. Okay, Vachain uh, Benor. And now we also mentioned in the Mishnah that so too with your son. Uh, it says, Benor, my by Hatam. How did your son get there? What's your son doing there? So the Gemara, as we mentioned in the Mishnah, uh, we, we said, Devai Menashe, Devai Menashe, uh, Tana, the, 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 the school of Menashe taught, Vishal Dato, Imo Basadeh. Your wife had just uh, given birth in the field, uh, and therefore we have to hand him uh, into town. Why does it say, even if you, there are 100 people over there, no, you know, even though you, the baby has to pass uh, through many hands, uh, okay, and, uh, and, and you might think that's dangerous, 100 people touching the newborn baby, um, uh, is a is a very worrying uh, thing. It's not healthy for the baby. Uh, you might think afiduhaki hi adifa. Even that uh, says uh, uh, would, would be essentially Rabbi Shimon's opinion uh, about that. The same way that you should uh, carry it, your hand it from one person to the other. Even that is preferable uh, to him being carried less than four amot at a time. 
Uh, Mishnah said, Rabbi Yehuda Omer Noten Adam Chavit. Now we mentioned not just a uh, tefillin and not just a baby, even something, just a barrel of water. Uh, he says you can hand it to your friend and, and carry on that way. Vlaitla Rabbi Yehuda, how did none? Does Rabbi Yehuda not uh, hold of the following um, thing? Uh, surely uh, you've got a tchum issue to worry about. Uh, it says animals and, uh, and, and all types of vessels, kalim uh, or are restricted to the foot of their owners. In other words, they can't go beyond the tukum. Isn't Rabbi Huda worried about that? Uh, Amarash Lakish, we have a few answers. Um, Rash Lakish's answer, Mishum Levi Sava, in front, in, in the name of Levi the Elder. Hacham Askinon, what are we talking about here? What happens is you, it's, it's a case of a person pouring from one barrel to the other. So just the water uh, that uh, that goes, but the Chavit itself, uh, the, the barrel itself does not move uh, any, any, uh, anywhere. It really just stays stationary once you've got, you're just pouring from barrel to barrel. Uh, Rabbi Huda, at a time, and Rabbi Huda goes according to his ru- ruling, his reasoning. Uh, he says, uh, "Water uh, has got no substance to it. Uh, you know, it doesn't make a difference. Um, you know, in in terms of carrying water beyond the tchum, uh, pouring water one to another beyond the tchum, uh, even though, you know, because you've, you've ca- even though you carry it less than four at a time, he says water has got uh, no tchum. Did none, as we learned in a Mishnah, Rabbi Huda mamish. The question is, if you want person adds flour in a dough, the other one adds the water. Uh, the rabbis say that uh, the dough can only be is restricted to the chum of, uh, of, of both of the people, the, 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 the intersection of both of those people's chum. However, and Rabbi Huda uh, said, no, uh, he says he exempts uh, the water. He says the water has got uh, you know, no mamish, it's got no substance to it. Uh, the rabbis say in, in at Mishnah, it says it, it, you know you can't they can't go further than the owners. What are they talking about? Uh, it means that uh, what's in the barrel can't go further uh, than the feet of those owners. Uh, the Gemara says, no, uh, not necessarily. You can't say that uh, this supports Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda, Heicha, the Velian de Issa. That's only where the water is swallowed up uh, in the dough uh, and there's no water noticeable. Once you put the flour uh, and you mix it in with the water, uh, the, to all intents and purposes, the water has disappeared. There's no water. Heicha, the Itnuhu, Bainai. It's, uh, you know, if, if it can be seen by the eyes, have you ever heard him say such a thing? No, he didn't say Hashta even when it comes to a pot of food uh, with gravy on it, Rabbi Batli he says uh, when when you can see the water as part of this gravy, uh, it says uh, you know, then it's not a problem uh, as we learned in a, um, a brata, uh, Rabbi Huda says water and salt are uh, get nullified in a dough. He says, and but it doesn't get nullified in uh, a pot of cooked food because uh, it looks uh, there is gravy uh, in it. Ella uh, So therefore, what do we have to say uh, about that? Rava says that that can't be Rav Yehuda's opinion. So therefore, what is Rava's opinion? Hacha uh, she kanta 
uh, what happens is uh, you have you, the barrel belongs to someone uh, and uh, the, the, in a certain place and, and you're still carrying it within his tchum. We're dealing here uh, with water uh, uh, that, that hasn't acquired ownership. Uh, for example, uh, water that comes, as we had earlier on in our Masechet when we talked about water, uh, this is water uh, that comes from a spring or a river, flowing water uh, that uh, doesn't, it, it has the 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 uh, the owner, the tchum of anyone that picks it up. Okay, devatle chavit And actually, we say the water is the most important thing, uh, and the, the barrel gets nullified in relation to the water uh, because the barrel is only there to hold the water, uh, and, and the water is what's important. Did kid it none, as we learned in a Mishnah on Shabbat. If you carry out a living person on a bed, uh, it says, Patur afaramita, you are exempt uh, even on the bed. To fail a law because the bed uh, is uh, not uh, the bed is uh, considered nullified relative to the person, and we know uh, that chai no say a person, a living person carries themselves. A person that's alive uh, is is lighter than a person that's dead, and as a result, uh, this is talking about uh, that case uh, that you know. So even though you carry someone out on the bed, uh, the the person is more important uh, than the bed, so that he then bed gets nullified, and and so too the person. Person, uh, carries themselves. You're not defining defined as being carried. So the same thing. Um, uh, the, the same thing here. Uh, also, we had in, in, in Shabbat we had a whole lot of uh, different size uh, of, of food that you weren't allowed to carry out on Shabbat. It says kli afal kli shakli tafalo. If you carry it out in in a vessel, uh, the lesser amount of food, you are exempt. Uh, even for carrying out the vessel, because the whole idea is the the vessel is subordinate uh, to the food that is inside of it. So too, the barrel should be subordinate to the water. And even though the barrel uh, has a specific tchum, uh, here the water doesn't. Uh, once the water doesn't have a tchum, the barrel uh, also gets nullified and says you don't have a. Uh, um, it's home for the barrel as well. Uh, okay, Matthew uh, Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef challenges this. Rabbi Huda Rabbi Huda says, If you have a caravan in a field, a number of people, as we mentioned, uh, and now they want to drink, it says, a person One person gives a barrel to his friend, and, uh, and you pass it on there. And it says, But uh, So this method of passing is only when it comes to a caravan. Uh, but seemingly uh, not nowhere else. Ella, I'm Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef said, uh, no, nami uh, so, so maybe we would say in our mission as well, uh, in terms of this caravan, we would we would restrict our Mishnah to the sake of a caravan uh, and due to the water. So um, Abai Amar, he says, no, uh, no, it says uh, not not necessarily. Shakanta Shivta, Shakana Shivta, even with a Caravan, even if the, we would say uh, the barrel uh, has a, its own tchum and the water acquires its tchum, you would be allowed to move them uh, in, in any case because it's, it's, uh, you need uh, this water desperately for all these people. Shalom, uh, Bashara, if it's not in a caravan, it must be that the, the barrel is in one place and the water. Um, 
uh, didn't. Uh, there's no residents over there, and and that's it. So therefore, maybe that's uh, uh, the answer uh, that that we give over there. And therefore, uh, Rav Ashi Amar, and therefore uh, Rav Ashi says uh, about that. He says, Haka bechavit dehefker skinon. Therefore, we must be talking about a barrel uh, that is ownerless. You found this uh, this barrel that's ownerless, and 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 water that is also ownerless. No one's uh, acquired it, uh, and therefore it doesn't belong to anyone. Ma'am bechefker skinon. So the chavit is hefker and the ma'am is hefker. Uman amru and man amru law and who's you know who's the, the tana? It says about that Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. We say that is Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri. Ama chefte hefker konin shvita. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri says that uh, if something's ownerless, uh, acquires that area around it uh, when Shabbat uh, began. It says ma law teleich. Uh, zoom uh, your term ragla ragla habalim and and who's the one uh, that that says that it can't go further than the feet uh, that's owners it's got no owners uh, they shouldn't go further than the feet uh, of uh, the, the the people that have owners i they can't be moved beyond uh, their own little uh, so even though they've got no owners they get an area around them Okay, we will stop at the Mishnah. Uh, Everyone should have a great day.